Hey, Hound Dogs. I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And you're on the air with Power Squared. Uh, we have back with us Lucas Scheffel from Down Under in Australia. Uh, so, uh, Lucas, you're the, you've been on the show four times now. That's unless, really four uh, times. Yeah, wow. Four, <laughs> four? Really? Yeah. Wow. Unless you've worked on the comic book, you've been here the most. <laughs> Uh, I, wow, that's cool. I, I didn't actually thought it was a two, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right, we had a little debate so. about it last night. I looked up and I was, I had, wow. uh, I sort of write, tried to write out questions, and the last time I wrote out questions, this is your third time. <laughs> so I guess it's this wow. So, well, congratulations! That's there's no honor. Wait, is in that, it a milestone for some? Like, is it a milestone for me being a re recurring guest? Or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get residuals eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with first things first. The Elvis movie is coming out. I know you're a yes. big Elvis fan, so uh, Baz Luhrmann. Is it... Ooh, uh, yeah. So, what's your, what are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? What are my takes? It's interesting. I've been following this film since they sort of um, announced that they were making it, and they they shot it here in Australia on the Gold Coast. Of in course, Queensland. that's where you recreate Memphis and all. <laughs> yeah, he re just recreated the whole of the U.S. There, yeah. you know, like it's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm uh, like as as you know, I've I've been an Elvis fan since I think I'm, I've been since I was twelve years old. My auntie gave me these two Elvis cassettes, and I just listened to them over and over. And one of my friends were listening to Nirvana or Metallica or ACDC. I was listening to Elvis and getting paid yeah. out about it. But over time, I became a huge fan. But like, yeah, it's been my lifelong dream to make a film about Elvis. And when I heard Baz Luhrmann was doing, I was like, oh man, this is I don't know if I. I'm going to be disappointed mm -hmm. or I'm going to be excited about it. And um, I've seen a lot of the Elvis biopics over the years, like the one with Kurt Russell. Um, there was one with Jonathan Rice Myers at the TV series, the miniseries. Um, yeah, I, actually, I thought the, yeah. that miniseries was pretty good. It was, yeah, it yeah. wasn't bad. It yeah, wasn't and, bad. Then they, and then they cut yeah. it out before you, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, and I, I watched um, some of the live streams from Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival in France, just... I think a couple of days ago when they premiered um, Elvis over there and just saw, you know, they had a standing ovation and yeah. everyone was there and stuff. And I've obviously watched the numerous trailers and all the little um, scenes that they're bringing out. And I don't know if I'm 100% convinced. I, it's interesting the angle they've taken with the story with focusing on using Colonel Tom Parker, Elvis's manager, as the lens of the story and seeing it through his eyes and then seeing Elvis's, you know, him as his sort of puppet way through um i'm not sure i'm not sure but um i do know that i feel like austin butler who plays elvis has kind of embodied him to a degree and he, I mean, he doesn't quite look yeah. like him to me but. it doesn't quite look like him but i feel like he's spent a little bit of time trying to get mannerisms down and the movements and he sings from what i understand half the sort of the 50s stuff in the oh. in the movie he actually sings that for real and then they did some weird thing when he sings 70s songs they mixed his vocals with Elvis's vocals which I thought was really interesting but hmm. um, I don't know about Baz Luhrmann I'm not sure he's very snazzy and I guess bar baroque and very just kind of a bit about himself sometimes but um, <laughs> yeah I don't know he's, I call him snazzy Baz he's just yeah he's very yeah. very snazzy I've heard there's some kind of modern music in there too or something there is yeah. modern takes like you uh, I think there's a modern take on Can't Help Falling in Love and then there's is it is it Doja Cat? I'm not up with the the young music and stuff where they do a take on Hound Dog or something and oh. some other some other song that they do. But he's trying to make it contemporary for the younger audience to understand yeah. to care to care about this guy named Elvis or something. Yeah, but, but so. you, you have to sort of like uh, 
you know, appreciate what he was at the time. Yes, I mean, he was, exactly. And, yeah. and I remember when I, I am younger than you, and there was yes, a, you were around when he was around. No, you? Well, yeah. yeah, I was yeah. alive when he was around, but I actually <laughs> never saw him. But I remember as a kid, they were advertising you know Elvis's greatest hits on television. At, you know, they had yeah. these records out, and they were all like, oh, "These are all good songs," you know. They are, yeah. yeah. Very, very, um, very well, groundbreaking, and you know, a lot of people thinking. think that his yeah. Sun Session stuff was some of the best stuff ever oh, done, and that's amazing. Some of that stuff they recorded with very, you know, just standard equipment using, you know, hallways to create echoes and like just putting people away from the microphone to get a certain effect, and it's like, wow, that's that's pure like artistry right there, like you know, yeah, amazing so, stuff. But, and, um, but you know, I'm kind of, I'm you know, I'm gonna go watch the film and you know go. Uh, I've the day off work to go watch it. That's all. <laughs> Dedicated, I wow. But um, it's funny. Um, I, I even this is like a little segue, but, but I was on eBay about a month or two months ago, and I was like looking at um Elvis memorabilia because I collect. I've stopped collecting because my partner Julie's like, you, you got to stop collecting Elvis stuff because it's too much. You can't put it anywhere. Yeah. Um, I just store it in a shed and stuff. But um, I found a guy here in. The Gold Coast who bought a bunch of stuff off the film, the Elvis movie film, like at an auction. Uh-huh. So he bought like poker chips that they used in the film, and like you know, in Hotel International, Las Vegas buckets, and you know, badges and scarves and stuff. <laughs> I went, I went out and bought a bunch of, bunch of stuff off this guy. Just um, you know, to have as a little token. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how nuts I am. But anyway, <laughs> uh, now am I wrong? Or I always got the impression that. Tom Hanks brought COVID to Australia when he came to. I don't know. Let's say I think he, was he one of the. Well, I don't know. He was. He, came, he like, came down with it there, or he, he was did, diagnosed he came with, down it with it there. Hair. Yeah, that was that was the whole story around it. Yeah, I was like, oh, thank That's you, the, the ugly American yeah, <laughs> And I've heard his accent is. I haven't it's heard it, weird. but supposedly it's, it's yeah. Weird. He looks creepy and sleazy and weird. And I, like, I've watched footage with the Colonel, like Colonel Tom Parker. And, I don't know. He doesn't come across like that in sort of the footage you see, but I, I don't know what they're trying to go for there. I'm not sure. I've, I've sort of had heard mixed things about Colonel Tom. I haven't I honestly yeah. done a lot of research on it, but I always heard that he was kind of like uh, there was when he, he Elvis did his comeback special in Vegas. Uh, yeah. He was given tickets and he didn't do anything with them or something like yes, that. Yes, that's correct. So he didn't do anything. Yeah, this was the 68 comeback special that when he was sitting in the the intimate um yeah. audience and the leather thing, jacket like, and, jacket and yeah, stuff and yeah, yeah. that is actually suit. right yeah he um he made such they made such a fuss about it and they're trying to get so many people in nobody rocked up because he didn't turn the tickets out so they had to go out to the car parks of the adjacent like studios and just bring people in just to to fill up the crowd yeah. but there are countless stories of the, the colonel you know when they got to vegas you know all he would do while elvis was performing he'd sit at you know the poker tables and blackjack and just be blowing millions of dollars just on you know gambling and stuff so elvis was kind of his i guess his money his feed to yeah. sort of feed that gambling habit but yeah was, yeah stories like that. um do, do you know what kind of break they had i mean was it elvis got 50 percent or he got 20 yeah, yeah. yeah it was a 50 50 split from what i understand which is oh. un, it's never heard of in music artist you know i mean uh, manager artist relationship is normally about 20 percent or something like that yeah but it seems like it, he took advantage yeah. of it yeah, I, I I don't know why he had such a stranglehold over him. It's kind of kind of unusual, like um, that you know you can go into lots of speculations. Was, about, was Elvis a loyal type of guy though, or something? I think he was. I guess he comes from 
I don't know much about southern culture in the states and stuff, but you know, I don't know if he was a consummate sort of guy where he would just follow through and say yes, man, no, man. I don't know, like I don't uh, know, I'm but not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe he was. So, so does this? I, I does the movie just cover like early Elvis, or does it go all the way to? From, yeah, from what I understand, it looks at him as a little boy, and then right through from 50s, 60s, and right to the 70s. Um, oh. From what I understand, but yeah, it's. From I've read some reviews and stuff, mixed reviews, and there's yeah, it, it has a very prominent thing with the colonel as the colonel's dying or something, and he's reminiscing about okay. you know, how he met Elvis. And so he outlived Elvis, Elvis, right? He did. This is interesting. Not, not many, not many people talk about what happened to the colonel afterwards. So after Elvis passed away, the colonel was still in Las Vegas, and he made some sort of deal with one of the hotels that he could just have a room there and stay and just gamble his way to death basically and that's what he did for the rest of his life i think he tried to manage some other artists but without any success and then that was that was there is there's a good documentary called the searcher about elvis that came out maybe two years ago or something like that and it's all told told with interviews of people that knew elvis and artists and stuff but you never see anyone it's just um really slick um footage of like you know the sun studios or like you know vegas strip and stuff and you see the hear the voiceover but they do show some footage of the colonel at the very end where he's someone's shot it on the super 8 camera and you see him waddling along into one to one of the casinos and see what it was like after you know elvis yeah. passed away yeah I, I, um, I gambling doesn't really doesn't do anything for me yeah yeah, uh, it just, it, yeah it's i don't understand the but i don't know maybe oh. yeah there's I guess there's things in you know, addictions and you know, well, if, I guess on. if you win sometimes you go, hey, this is yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't understand because I don't, I don't yeah. make it. It's so hard to get the money than to just, yeah, <laughs> exactly right. On a number, it seems so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless you go play bingo or something like that. Did you ever, did there you was, go, go ahead, there was a, Where did you go? yeah, sorry, you go, you go. Um, a uh, short lived series here about Sun Records. I don't know oh, if it okay. made it down there or not. Yeah. It was it was like a season. It was about oh, Sam right. Phillips, and I guess oh, he, well. he was having an affair with somebody that worked at the studio or whatever. But yeah. they, they yeah. talked about him recording, uh, like, you know, Rocket 88. And, oh, okay. and I think it sort of ended when he sort of found Elvis, and then season oh, two right. never happened. So, yeah. <laughs> but okay. they, were, they were talking a little bit about Jerry Lee, Jerry Lee Lewis and Johnny yes. Cash and those people. Yeah. Kind of, you know, it was kind of, inter- yeah. I thought it was interesting, but it's. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. I think I vaguely remember hearing about that, but I never came across um, watching it because isn't that what they called the million dollar quartet when they got Elvis, Cash, and Jerry Lewis in the same room? And or Roy something? Orbison. Roy Orbison, yeah. 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 I mean, it's pretty amazing to think that they all came out of this little studio. Yeah. 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 That is amazing. It's it's hard to think. Or is it Carl I Perkins? For, That's right. It's Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins. That's yeah, right. not yeah. Roy Orbison, but Carl Perkins. Yeah. He did, did blue weight, blue suede shoes. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to think like to think back then. Like I think these days we're so inundated with so much, you know, information, so many artists, so many movies and stuff. But trying to find something that's spectacular would be pretty rare. But like I think back then when guys like Elvis came on the scene, it's like that would have been pretty pretty full on and amazing especially for like younger teenage people like girls and guys seeing someone like that just appear and like you know speak to them and right. yeah interesting I, I don't know what that would have been like it would have been interesting to because i always i always think about billy Connolly, the scottish um comedian mm-hmm. he talks about um heartbreak hotel when he first heard heartbreak hotel 
you know, he was just like, what, you know, and he's, you know, he swears and stuff. But it was like, what, what is this? You know, yeah. what is this, this music? You know, like yeah. everything through my hips is gyrating and, you know, it's going through the roof. It's like, oh, you know, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It just would have been interesting Quite to, the impact. To, to witness that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, any big phenomenon that comes along like that would be just, you have to imagine what yeah. it would have been like to have been through that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Somehow I feel like maybe in, maybe in this film that Baz Luhrmann's, you know, I feel like there's there's a scene I think where Elvis sings at the Louisiana Hayride or something. Uh -huh, it's yeah. his first performance. Yeah, that was kind of the a... way they the way they portray it. Like it cuts to this 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 riffing guitar and him shaking his hips and stuff, and everyone going crazy in the trailer. You know, to sort of maybe capture that um, that essence. But you know, it could have just been done normally. But, I, yeah. I I'm curious to see how they like handle the supporting act. I mean a lot you know, I mean when they did the Buddy Holly movie they kinda like merged a couple of the crickets together, you know. Oh they did. Yeah, right. I, I think there was yeah. you know that kind of stuff. Right. So I I'd be Yeah the accuracy would be interesting. Like I've been taking note of all the characters and stuff because I know who who's who and stuff and they've got from what I can see they've picked and done a bunch of people, you know, they're they're there, but it's I've I've I have heard they don't explore when Elvis did Viva Las Vegas, the movie with Anne Margaret, there's nothing of that in the, the mm. film, which to me is a pivotal moment in his life, like that relationship he had with that woman, and, huh. you know, even that movie. But yeah. I don't know why they've skimmed over that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe they're yeah. just edited for time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's been a whole, whole guy's life in the three hours. You know, they, I guess they have <laughs> him being in the army too, I guess. Yeah. There, I believe there is a, I have seen some scenes where he's in the army and stuff. Yeah. yeah so, I always was I think it was I want to say it was John Lennon that said that he, Elvis went to the army and they made him into a man which was too bad you know, or something like that. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah so anyway so I just wanted to yeah I knew you, you yeah, liked yeah, Elvis yeah. And, hey, yeah. because yeah. you know and Viva Las Vegas oh, yeah. there you go yeah. so well. hey you got your own hey that's great <laughs> <laughs> I've got my own I can always <laughs> always promote uh, yes so was this the the success you hoped it would be on the kickstarter um, i think so yeah like it, it was a long arduous process working with the artists on this one because it was a lot bigger than the first one i think this is almost 70 pages whereas the previous one was 48 or something uh -huh. um and the kickstarter went really well like um yeah, i have, have to say hats off to some some of my friends that i went to school with that i haven't really talked to in years they sort of caught onto it on socials and facebook and they really um put a you know pledged a lot to to get up into the line which which really helped in the end um but yeah i think everyone's happy and stuff like we created the t-shirts the i can't really see it like, yeah yeah we created t-shirts and stuff and um yeah there was a bunch of fun re rewards um but yeah i feel i feel like that one was a big one a very big one um big scale um and I was always chasing my tail, sort of, we're trying to get the book finished and we kept pushing that, that deadline back. I don't think anyone sort of really cared too much, but we got the book out in the end. But it felt like a bit of an eternity. So it's I, almost, yeah. Are you working on three? Um, I'm writing three, I am. Um, can't really say much about that, but I am, I am working on some other stuff. Um, Recently, sort of at the start of the year, I put in some government funding here in Australia for a Queensland arts um, funding body to to get a bit of bunch of money together to create a sort of a spin-off series that's sort of held in the Angry Fred universe, sort of slightly connected to it. Uh -huh. 
Um, and it, I wasn't successful with that, obviously, but it was a good exercise um, in sort of pitching, pitching to them, and okay. like putting together. So you're, you're trying a, to get money from out of them. Yeah, okay. yeah, trying to make money to create a create a story that is a little bit, a little more serious and um, a little bit more heartfelt and stuff, but still ties the Angry Fred character. And I've actually got something I could show you here as well that I've been working on. Um, so we credit <laughs> credit a little angry Fred figurine. Um, you see, you've got a cigar, wow. a jacket, and wow, yeah. So this was going to be. This is actually in the story that I was trying to get funding for. It's a story about a young boy who lives with his grandfather, um, and he gets a bit bullied and picked on at school. And his grandfather's got uh, maybe Alzheimer's or dementia. He's losing his mind, and this young kid's sort of looking after him, but then. You know, to 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 remedy his um, what he sees as problems in his world, he he goes to a local um, video game arcade and plays a game that's got the Angry Fred character in it, um, battling the Gary Gorilla character in it. So you think about like Don Donkey Kong and right. Angry Fred or something. Um, and yeah, so he he dresses up as this sort of um, alter ego and he goes in and he gets the highest score. But what ends up happening is a um, a phenomenon hits his town. And these, there's a bunch of these guys that have been made as little merchandise um, items for the kids and everyone's into it, but they get recalled because when you press a button on its chest, it says certain words, but these, <laughs> these ones that were manufactured, when the kids press them, they say a, a swear word of sorts and like it causes a bit of uproar with the government and the people of the town. So they get rid of them, they put them into a rubbish dump and then a comet hits a comet hits and puts some green goo all over the place and these things come to life <laughs> <laughs> and they start overrunning the town kind of like gremlins i guess you could say and so this young kid has to use his skills that he's used in the in the video game to sort of fight them and okay save the day and be the hero so to speak but, so yeah. another video so, game player to the rescue uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so how did you get that little figurine made um so there's a friend of mine duncan cunningham here in australia um he was a filmmaker and he turned sort of comic comic book guy. He's, he makes a bunch of comics under his um, Killer Comics um, brand. So very, very bloody sort of ultra-violent comics, not for everyone. Um, but he's been a good friend of mine and he, he was kind of the inspiration for me to get into, into sort of comic books and show me the way. And he knows a guy overseas that creates these sort of things that does a bit of kit bashing, I guess you could say, where they take other parts of other figurines and oh, you know, mold them together. And he's basically 3D printed some of these parts and suck them onto pre-existing things huh. um, and yeah done done this up so I got this done sort of as a little prototype to see you know just uh, you know for inspiration and it's just fun to yeah yeah you can kind pose of, it and yeah. stuff yeah, yeah you can pose it and then you know I've got my dad here who can sit there yeah. and tell me hey, up, do some work <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah if my dad was here today he would just probably laugh at me and go what are you what are you doing like why are you doing this but yeah <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, that's that's what we're. That's, that's cool. one project that I've been working on. So yeah. okay, well, and you're and a lot of de lot of developing. So not, yeah. So that was that the idea that they passed on? They did, and I got some feedback, and I'm going to sit down with them, and have a chat about it. But it it was positive. It was you know everything sort of ticked the boxes. There was just a couple of I don't. It's funny with these funding body things. They want to see you, do, I guess, I don't know, be more focused around maybe the community and 
I don't know, be involved with other artists, you know, that, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's all that sort of jargon. <laughs> Just it, give me the money so I can do this. Yeah, no, it could yeah. be anything. You don't know. Some Someone could have woke up on the wrong side of the bed that day and just was like, oh, just, you know, whatever, pass this. Didn't have that coffee. You don't know what yeah. goes on, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, anyway. Um. So, where, as we talked earlier, we're entering our summer yeah. here. You're entering winter, right? Yeah, that's right. And is, right. is it get i mean cold there or, i mean queensland sort of the north of um australia kind of doesn't get as cold as like the southern states so right now the southern states everyone would be wearing jumpers and um jeans and stuff or pants and stuff like that um here i'm still in shorts and a t-shirt um it does get cool like it it but it's not as um you know not as uh, brisk snow. as down south. Doesn't snow, no. Oh. Wouldn't snow. If it snowed up here, there'd be something very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, we have had a lot of rain of late, like a ridiculous amount of rain. This is the only day I think the rain has stopped and everything's dried out. It's just, it's like someone's turned a tap on and it's just constant, <laughs> just constant rain doesn't let up. Here's um, like someone turned of, the tap off and we haven't had yeah, rain. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Putting heaters on, yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's been a lot of places that are still experiencing flooding in Australia, um, and we we were up, we were up from here about maybe 14 hours up the road towards Cairns, which is far north Queensland, so mm -hmm. up the way. Um, sure. And it was just raining. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, <laughs> it was just sure. I, know, just, I know that well. Yeah, <laughs> it's just raining. It's here. I'll show you. Where is it? Oh, you're big. It's, um, I assume you have a better know. map when you're driving yeah. around than this, right? Uh, we we'll just use oh. we we'll just use Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're here. I swear. <laughs> no, I use an old school, uh, old school. Uh, what do you call it? Ref Refidex, like a notebook. No, some of the great nomads do actually. They bring out their book and go, oh, "Have you been to this place, son?" And then you, you know they tell you, they give you good ideas of where to go. Uh, so. Summer movie. Summer means movies here. I, does, it does. Yeah. Does that mean yeah. movies in the winter there? Do yeah, you get the yeah. same things we get? I mean, you get the same stuff that you get. Like we've just the other day, Top Gun came out here. Yeah. Um, the Top Gun Maverick. Um, yeah, we've, you know, we've got Doctor Strange, Multiverse. Um, so you get what we consider summer for... blockbusters. Yeah, they in come winter. in July okay. in winter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Winter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah we do. Yeah. We get them just before you because this is the interesting thing. One of my friends lives in the US and he's always annoyed because I can go see a movie on a Thursday Thursday here. Uh-huh. And so technically that's your Wednesday in right. the US. And yeah. so, you know, I can kind of see it before he does. So, yeah. so the movies <laughs> open there on Thursdays? They generally they do, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. Well see the official day is always a Friday here, but then they have previews. Yeah. Like they had a uh, some yes. sort of fans only thing of Maverick yes. earlier in the week and yes. they had yeah. Thursday nights and probably, you know, yeah. previews and yeah. stuff. It's so. it's similar here, yeah. They have previewed nights or, you know, free tickets for the fan only things as well. Yeah. Now, is Very it, similar. Is a movie like that a, are people anticipating that like they're supposed to be anticipating it here? Um, yeah, I'd say so, depending on what it is, yeah. Like, I think a lot of the superhero stuff is really quite anticipated um, all across the board. Is, um, is Maverick, as an example, anticipated? I, I guess so. I don't, I'm not sure. Like, I have to, I have to ask, I've got a friend in Melbourne who actually works in the cinema and he tells me what, you know, what's, what's hot and what's not. And um, I have to talk to him about Maverick. I'm not sure. Okay. I, I would say so he like he says with some films that come out you know the first 
week, you know, is really full on and then it maybe dies out. Um, whereas others, it, it'll keep going depending on what it is. Yeah. Um, I suppose yeah. that was kind of true with Doctor Strange is it was big first week here and then it sort of dropped off significantly. Drops. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it drops off. We're waiting until there's nobody in the theaters. Then we'll maybe go see it. <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, yeah. we're sort of doing counter. We're playing on uh, tomorrow's scene, the the new Downton Abbey movie. As a sort of counter. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. instead of yeah. seeing Maverick, those theaters are going to be packed with people. Yeah, they will. Yeah. yeah. And we, we yeah. have. We're having. Yeah. We still have COVID running rampant here. Everybody's yeah. acting like yeah. it's oh, it's over, but no. Yeah. Cases no, are I up understand. and everything. I understand that. In Downtown Abbey, so this is a, a movie. My dad actually used to watch the show quite religiously. Um, yeah. Um, I remember going around there and he's watching the show. I was like, what, what is this about? <laughs> uh, yeah. It, what's, what's, the sh what's the movie about? Is it? I don't know. I try not to learn about it before oh, I go cool. see him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not like, oh, wait, wait for that scene. You know? Yeah. So. Like a, like a surprise. Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, you told me more about Elvis than I knew, so now I'm not going right. <laughs> <laughs> to. I could be wrong. It could be about someone else. Okay. It, could just, <laughs> it could be about, um, I don't know. Elvis is a born twin brother, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, so are there movies you're looking for? I mean, I noticed you took your son to see Sonic 2. Yeah. The he'd, theater, he'd been, which... Yeah, he'd been uh, bothering me about that for a long time because he kept watching the first one with me. Um, just on netflix um countlessly and um yeah it's sort of at it's it's at its theater run here i think because we got really cheap tickets to go watch it when we went there and there was hardly anyone in the cinema um that was that was fun you know jim carrey jim carrey makes it good um i don't know about the rest of the supporting cast there is it is it james marsden i think he yeah he's in it um yeah, yeah he, he was yeah he was whatever but um <laughs> I, I, I kind of liked um, Idris Elba as Knuckles. Um, he played that character. Yeah, the, yeah he the, was a yeah. perfect fit. He ended up being yeah. a perfect fit for Knuckles. Yeah, he was good. He was fun. And Jim Carrey just brings that fun, yeah. erratic flavor, you know, quite with his mustache and stuff. It's, it, there's some fun moments in there, yeah. So my there... son, my son thought it was too long though. He wanted to. He's like, "Oh, when is this going to be over?" <laughs> <laughs> he's already a film critic. So, yeah. Well, but I, I noticed it too when you, if you watch television, oh, and then go see a movie, it's like, "Come on, get over with. What's going?" Yeah, on? I know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. "What's going on here?" Like they go for the. I don't know. I don't understand. Like you know, they they like are they trying to compete with TV where you can binge something in like eight hours, and you know, you've got to make something three hours to keep. Like, you know, yeah, I, I think they kind of just are fascinated with what they're doing, so they just keep making it. I don't know. It used to, I mean, it used to be like ninety minutes, you know, like I know, it's a it's whole a story. Yeah, a ninety-minute feature, you told we, it well with precision. Yeah, we watch some of these uh, like short. I mean, I'm, I really like older movies, and so we'll sometimes watch something from the '30s, and they're yeah. like they're like sixty yeah. minutes, and they seem like yeah. they're too long at sixty. They do. <laughs> they do. Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. And then they yeah. like suddenly. Over, it's over. What? Yeah. <laughs> Did he just do what? No. I was gonna say I'm already hyped for Sonic Three. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah, my that yeah. credit scene was like. This is the thing. I didn't. My son didn't want to stay for the credit oh, scene. I was like, we've oh. got to stay. Yeah. Like, what, what happened? Can you let me know? I don't. I don't know what happened. Okay, what happened? so uh, in the credit scene for Sonic Two, they revealed Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, uh, cool. Nice. Uh, nice. So that's a huge deal, right? So that's gonna be okay. it's gonna be interesting to see him and uh, Sonic going at it on the big screen. <laughs> All right. All right. So you can tell your son. 
You should. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, we we'll stay for the credits because you. Know, I w- I wanted to like I always do, but he was like, "No, I want to go." I'm like, okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> five. You gotta listen to him. You know, yeah, I'm going play. outside. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going outside to play games outside. He, he actually wanted to play games like the, uh, the uh, games in the foyer. Yeah. So, are there other movies you're looking forward to besides Elvis? Um, I'm kind of kind of interested to see what Jurassic World Dom- is it Dominion will be all about. Yeah. Like. I, you know, it's. I know it's like uh, another another dinosaur movie, but <laughs> well, I, I kind of yeah. It's it's did interesting to see Sam Neill and that crew come back in. I don't think it's going to capture anything that you know Jurassic Park was like, but you know, it might be fun. I don't know. Yeah, I just think they kind of like let but it go. You know, it's, yeah. I know. <laughs> like when they go back True. to save them, it's like why? <laughs> <laughs> they almost killed you. Oh, I gotta save them. <laughs> um, and then the, they were selling them the you know like oh come on really you know I don't know. Just... <laughs> I think it'll be fun I don't know like I know what you mean I, I, I totally understand I totally get it um, but you know it'll it'll be fun but what what else is coming out I don't know like I'd li- I'd like to go see Top Gun Maverick um, that does look interesting um, oh, we did a whole thing at, we did a whole show about movies now I can't remember what's going on. <laughs> um, what else is coming out. What is coming out? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, of I, there's a new I, Thor, right? Yeah. Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, I was gonna say uh, a movie that already came out that we really liked was The Bad Guys. Yeah. Yep. Which is yep. based on an Australian graphic novel series. The bad guys. Yeah, the bad guys. Oh, okay. Animated. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah. Look it up. Yeah. That's where really, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, I see that in the stores. Yes. Yeah. There's books. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Oh, cool. And the, there's you know there's Love and Thunder. Yeah, and Thunder. Thunder. <laughs> oh, it's very sad. We can't remember. <laughs> Literally last week. Trying to look it up now. Just okay. To see. I don't know. What is it? What about Beast, uh, Beast with Idris Elba, I don't know. Uh, hmm. Traffic World, Traffic World. <laughs> 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 the Grey, no, no, it's Netflix, isn't it? The Grey Man. We, Light, we were... Lightyear is coming out. Oh, Lightyear. Oh, yeah, Lightyear. 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 That'd be fun. Yeah. Chris Evans, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we were talking about. It, I said Chris Hemsworth. Chris Evans, another Chris from the. Like Chris. Yeah. There are three Marvel Christmas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so. Um, well, let us know what you think about Elvis. I'm, I'm curious. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll be pretty vocal about it. I think. Yeah. So, you and your family. Uh, Julie and Phoenix are traveling Australia. You've been doing that for the last yeah, year yeah. or so, two years? Um, yeah, I think it's coming up on two. No, it's kind of, is it you? I don't know. I've lost since I don't know what it is. So uh, hard. So, um, have, is there parts of Australia you haven't been to yet? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's lots of parts. Um, have you been to the West Coast? Place. Not yet. Like, um, we haven't been there via caravan. Um, we'd like to go over there um, to see Western Australia. There's some beautiful scenery over that part of the world, and it's you don't being on the east coast. You don't really hear much about what goes on over there because it's like a three-hour time difference as well. Yeah. Um, 
which is yeah it's a beautiful i've got some friends that live over there and it's a beautiful part of the country there's lovely beaches and you know scenery and vineyards and all that sort of stuff and yeah all that sort of fun stuff but we've just been doing a little bit of queensland because we wanted to go up to up far north queensland to sort of look at the rainforests up there there was a place called karanda um which is about 20 minutes outside of cairns that uh, went to a community there that's it's pretty much we, we pretty much had the caravan parked up in a caravan park that was in the rainforest it was like you know you could hear frogs huh. frogs you know doing that thing and it was raining a lot but um yeah it's called it's a quite, rainforest um, for a reason <laughs> yeah yeah exactly earned <laughs> well, its exactly. reputation yeah <laughs> but there's exotic animals up there as well there's a thing called the cassowary um oh yeah yeah kind of looks like an emu but it's not and it's endangered and pretty rare to see them we didn't get to see them any uh, any this time but the, the blue they've got the blue neck and the, the red um yeah the red sort of hammerhead thing on the top and they can be quite dangerous depending on where you go um if you're confronted by one so um, there's actually yeah. a cassowary at the la zoo oh really yeah oh, cool so that's crazy yeah it's interesting wow. to see it <laughs> yeah very rare, rare so how how long do you plan to keep doing this travel we don't we don't know um we're not sure we're trying to find some way to like we're trying to scope out places where we we like it and we want to buy a house basically that's our main aim um so something that you know suits us and then obviously suits our son phoenix um that's that's our thing so i mean is there is are you gonna i mean i don't know what age you start school there would you be homeschooling him or we're gonna start homeschooling him like he's not quite six now maybe when he's seven so and we're, we're sort of doing that right now anyway we 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 do start activities with him in the mornings and in the afternoons and stuff so we're very hands-on that way so yeah so it's, are you, do you spend i mean are you, you're not driving every day obviously no no so the last that last little leg that we did it was one of those things where you know we drive say from a friday on the weekend for you know three or a minimum three hours and if we do a maximum five hours say on a saturday or sunday and then park up somewhere for like say a week and then move on to the next place and if we like it there enough we extend you know our stay so do you have it kind of mapped out where you're going or are you just like three hours and we stop and we stay um this this that trip we kind of had it mapped out we wanted to get as far as sort of cairns and that rainforesty area and then explore there um and my partner julie's pretty good with all that so she was like i want to go explore here 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 and so we sort of just wrote a rough itinerary out and right. said we want to hit hit this at this point and if the weather changes then you know we just adapt and go with it but yeah we went to some really interesting places um we went to this one place called rolling stone which was on a beach and it was we got to park a caravan on a sort of a beach front with all these other you know great nomads and people holidaying and um i think great nomads are all like, don't know. there's so many out there on the road but um anyway they have lots of good stories yeah but um, they didn't. yeah <laughs> so <laughs> but, um, yeah go ahead. yeah it was interesting this beach there, there was actually crocodiles in the sea and you could see them sort of just um, swimming by, which I hadn't experienced. Like the further you go up, uh, further north in Queensland, the more crocodile activity you get. Um, and we went to a playground at a town nearby, and it was just again raining. But there was little cre inland creeks near this um, playground, and we actually saw just a little mini, like a small crocodile, just sitting on the bank of this creek, near you know, just 
you know, basically in civilization sort of thing, which is really interesting. But um, yeah, that was that was a bit of an experience. So that you're saying there there are other people like you drive that spend their days driving around. We do. We meet a lot of families on the road, like walks of life, like us, like and some like some families that have like four kids and a dog and you know wife and husband and they they're driving around they've been doing we met one family that were doing it like for four years already like just driving around living life on the road wow. um which is really interesting and then you meet yeah you meet like you know your older grey nomads i guess who have a house still but you know they just take off for like to do a lap around australia for a year or you meet ones that just live on the road like that's just their lifestyle hmm. so you meet people of all varieties of um life it's very very interesting to talk to these people and, and yeah and as I recall, isn't Julia Julie sort of documenting all this on her? She she was yeah she is she's she's uh, she kind of was she's she spends her time between a lot of businesses and stuff like that. So she has her blog that she's she was she kind of is doing and um she's in the background she's working on a lot of online businesses as well. So yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of documentation on that that we um must we're be doing must today. be is it I mean is it somewhat difficult to have as you say a business or do a comic book where you're kind of on it is it is kind of like like we've got a son we've got a dog now that we've got um and he's you know he's he's an australian kelpie so he's like a working dog he kind of should be on a farm chasing sheep but he's you know with us so he's he's a lot of attention um they can you you just got to kind of juggle i work full-time on the road as well so um you know there's that too um, I'm a video editor. I work for a, a US-based company based out of Austin, Texas called Jungle Scout. Um, they're a software company that teaches people how to sell on Amazon and they provide all the software tools and needs for people to, to make that happen. And I work in their video team. Um, so yeah, I, I do that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, are you working with people in Texas or are you? Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. There... So in around about eight o'clock my time in the mornings, I get up and have meetings for about an hour um, hour, hour or two hours during that, that time slot to catch up with everyone before they knock off for their day. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I'm a senior. I guess my role is senior video editor. So, so um, they give um, you stuff to edit during the day then? Yes. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah. I, you know, we've got a whole bunch of videos just, um, in our calendar that are backlogged and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, I download footage and um, edit that. And then I create, you know, openers and, um, branding themes like little lower thirds or um stuff like that to or create like a style for a, uh, a video and sort of outline what that is and pass it on to the, uh, the other editors to sort of follow um, huh. that sort of thing but yeah it's um i've been doing that for close to three three years i think so yeah life yeah. on the road yeah life on the road so i was um, looking at your way. bio on sheffilm.com yeah. yeah, and uh, doing your research, man. Oh yeah, hey. Um, <laughs> you were uh, in college. You were a, a cinema studies and American history major. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, I and I was, <laughs> I, I was sort of like, I don't think you could major in Australian history here if you tried. No, you couldn't. No. Yeah, it's interesting. So, isn't it? yeah. why American history? I'm just curious. Um, I've always had. Oh, it's weird, isn't it? I always had a fascination with America. I don't know what it is. Um, I think. I think for me, when I was when I was young and I was doing that, like when I went to, to uni, university, I think it was like I got attracted to it because 
I was into like you know American comic books, American movies. I was into Elvis. I was into gang American gangsters and stuff like that. Like I was sort of interested in that, and I thought, well, that's kind of cool. I'll just take that as a as a major alongside film studies. Right. Um, but then when I started meeting the people, like I met um, my lecturers, and they were American, like um, obviously you'd hope they would be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and one, um, one there, was, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been there. Yeah, about yeah. Um, and yeah, it was. It was. I think I've kind of gravitated more to them as as opposed to maybe so much the the coursework. Um, yeah, one was a. Uh, one guy, one guy that one one of my lecturers, he was very much. I guess you, I guess you could say he was a Republican. Um, <laughs> very, yeah, very um, that way thinking. But then there was another guy in the department who was a conscious conscientious object, objector during the Vietnam War. So very two different ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and it was always fun to see them talk to one another um, in things as well. And so I guess just I don't know, like. I guess you know, just sort of gravitating towards that, and um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of, kind of liked. Is there a liked. certain era of American history that fascinates you more than others? Um, well, for me personally, when I did um, American studies, I ended up going back for my honors. I think in the fourth year, and I actually did a, I wrote a um, thesis on um, Al Capone um, okay. and gangsters in the nineteen twenties and thirties. One of our more proud people we have. What of your clean cut? You know, yeah. yeah. I always look to him with pride. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I wrote a thesis on that and um, sort of delved into the whole, you know, how how that worked with prohibition during that time and um, how he rose to power and then how you know the corruption that came with that and all the underground. Um, oh, he was corrupt. Know. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, my argument he wasn't, but yeah. I see. Um, I was like, I was like, I, I kind of pitched him as a, like a symbol of law and order during that time, and um, yeah, turned a bit of a few heads in the department. But um, I ended up there. Yeah, I, I remember I pitched it. I remember actually pitching that and saying what I was doing, and I actually took, I took um, the, uh, what is that movie, The Untouchables, that uh -huh. um, Brian De Palma did, and I cut a little scene sequence together. I pitched that in the, in the um, the little um, little meeting we had about it, and they're like, oh, that's really good editing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, did, did you like the part where it was it the Nero hits the guy in the back of the head with the baseball? Yeah, ball, yeah, right? baseball bat. Yeah, a little, little of that. Fun. Yeah. Again, one of our, the one of your final moments. Oh yeah, yeah. is it American history? <laughs> okay, so it's really uh, all right. So you like the gangster era, kind of? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was fascinating. Sorry, kind of sorry about the dogs here. That's yeah, fine. I don't know what's going on. We've had Some neighbors. Maybe yeah. had people with dogs on the show. Rachel has a dog. <laughs> yeah. Rachel, yeah. Oh, okay. Cat. Cat. Sorry. Cat. Yeah. Sorry. But oh, sorry. Cat. Yeah. yeah. Cat. Um, sorry. But yeah, no, yeah, just the fascination with that, and I sort of just, like I said, I gravitated towards the people that were in the department, and I just made good friends with them and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah. Just, it's. I mean, the. It's a bizarre people, choice, I know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also weird you could have that as a major and. Yeah. Was yeah, it very weird. Yeah. Flinders University. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It just, it, yeah, it just seems like an odd choice. But you know, it, you know, <laughs> everyone it, I come, yeah, everyone I come across is like, what, what is that about? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for here, American history is you know it's dates and everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
Do you study Australia? I assume you study Australian history. There, there, you could took you could you could have taken like majors in Australian history and stuff like that. Yeah, but huh. I did. Um, I did like a, a unit and a couple of courses on Australian cinema uh -huh. while I was there. Um, yeah, so that's probably as close as I got to Australian history. Uh, films are kind of eclectic and different down here, down under. But yeah, there was. Yeah. They're weird. Uh, well, yeah, there was some God, there was a type of film they made in the eighties. Can't remember okay. what it was. I there was Aust it was an Australian. Yeah. 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 I forgot the name of it, but yeah. It's, we studied yeah. a little bit of that when I was in film was school. It, yeah. Was it called Mad Max or something? No, no, no. no. Um, it was it was a type of it wasn't Mad Max, it was more um kind of uh, I, I wish I could. I knew that the type of film. It was a type of film. It wasn't Mad Max type of film. It was a different right. kind of film. Right. Yeah. We we tend to have a very. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we tend to try and tell things very artistically and try and try and trust in the to the audience that they'll know what's going on. But then half the time it's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is this symbolic or what? <laughs> I don't get yeah. symbolism. Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. So the so the, he was a metaphor for yeah he was a metaphor for something like dinosaurs coming from another time yeah yeah just weird stuff yeah but, you know like I said we have an eclectic mix of Australian cinema like you've got things like Mad Max and then you see things like Priscilla Queen in the desert and then mm -hmm. Muriel's Wedding and like Muriel's Wedding is actually a really good film but um uh, yeah just yeah a very mixed bag um yeah. Yeah. Mixed bag. All right. Well, we don't want to keep you too long. I know it's it's almost it's almost noon. Almost lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. we don't want to keep you, but we do appreciate you being right. on the show. If Thank people want, me, if people wanted to follow you, how would they do that? Yeah, the best thing to do is to go to angryfredcomics.com. Check out the website. Um, you can find everything you need to know there from my socials, from Instagram, Facebook, and you can buy my comics. You can buy this one is on there. The Angry Squad oh, Two, okay. Angry Squad One is on there, <laughs> and you can even get the variant, the variant covers of the second one that we made, and you can oh. buy the T-shirts on there as well. I have with the T-shirt, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I actually I was going to ask, I haven't. Have you guys sent out your Kickstarter rewards? Is that correct? Uh, we've heard they're starting to arrive here. Okay. Uh, we didn't. Honestly, we had kind of very little to do with the Kickstarter besides pushing it. Uh, right. we, d we didn't uh, decide what the tiers were per se and okay. we're not sending right. stuff out that's done by our ah, right. okay. yep. but uh, I know they started to arrive here because okay. someone sent me a photo uh, of that they yep. got it and we talked to our colorist today and she said she got it but okay cool so it's on its I way I'm may, sure I may get it next week or maybe the week after but if I do I'll take a photo for you and I'll yeah. post it up yeah sure. that'd be great we'd appreciate it all right well, thank you for being on the show. We'll probably have to have you back in a few months because, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I have to give, you a, gold, five. Have to give you a gold jacket or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the show five times. <laughs> so like Saturday Night Live would be a big deal. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you. All right. So until next time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Angry Fred. And so until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared. Uh,